0: Welcome to Insightful Essence, a place to reconnect with our superpowers and better manage difficult life circumstances and challenges. We will not only understand multiple sources of distress, but also learn ways to work through difficulties in life. My name is Rosalind Perez, and I am a licensed clinical social worker at your disposal. Welcome to another episode of Insightful Essence. And today I wanted to talk about a topic that somehow is connected about the is somehow is connected with the last topic that was discussed, relationships. But just to continue to add to that, given that relationships are so important in our lives, today I will be talking about attachment styles. This is a topic that I see directly and indirectly, on a daily basis, when I work with my clients, and attachment styles, it's something that it's very rooted in childhood. However, we take from our childhood years into our relationships when we grow as adults. But to make a little bit more sense, the way that we are going to talk about attachment styles today is in comparison with love. Because that is the huge mistake that I've seen people confusing attachment styles with love, which are, they look similar, but they are not at all the same way. And I am not going to elaborate as much as what love is, because I prefer to focus on what attachment styles is. So what is attachment styles? Attachment styles are different ways of creating intimacy. As I have have said in previous uh, episodes, connection is so crucial for human beings. It's so crucial that our urges a lot of times takes us to do things just to connect with people. Sometimes we may connect in a healthy way or in an unhealthy way. However, it's still the force. Underneath a lot of our impulses, behaviors, um, lifestyles, you name it. So attachment style is completely focused on how do we become intimate. And when I say or talk about intimacy, I am not talking about sex particularly. I am talking about closeness, openness, um, our... Ability or our willingness to be vulnerable and have other people in our lives in our most vulnerable moments. So, I wanted to put a note aside that, as I have done with a previous episodes, that every single topic that we discuss will be done with the intention to create awareness coming from a non judgmental place because a lot of these inner processes or interactions, or our, uh, the force that drives us to engage or to do things happens in the unconscious part of our brains. However, we incorporate so much judgment. So that being said, it is crucial and completely important to understand that there's no one way or uh, or bad way to interact with people, or experience an attachment style. So everything that I'm going to say and the words that I'm going to use is because scientifically they have been assigned to these concepts, but there's no such thing as a right way to feel attached or a wrong way. However, the important message is to understand, to know, because it is through that understanding that guess what? We become empowered. We become more open or we give ourselves permission to understand and not judge and act or do something if we choose to. That being said, I'm going to start talking a little bit more about what are these attachment styles and how they can influence or be present in the relationships that we have. So the first attachment style, there are three main ones, but there's also a fourth one. But I just want to kind of like to focus first on the three main ones to start making the differentiation between one and the other. The first one that I would like to focus is the anxious attachment style. It's called anxious because the need for intimacy for this attachment style, it's crucial. It's something very important for the person that is experiencing this attachment style to satisfy this need. And before I elaborate a little more about the attachment style, I wanted to quickly provide a backstory about attachment styles. And these are developed at a very, very, very early stage of our lives. So, so early that we're infants, we are toddlers when we start to develop these. And the factors of who develops which type of attachments are can be so broad. So we're we don't want to spend that much time of thinking why did why do I have this particular style instead of the other? There can be so many factors. But these are crucial for that young age to survive. It is the way that we communicate with our caregivers our parents whoever was taking care of ourselves when we were infants and babies if we saw a parent go away and just like leave us it can make us feel very anxious where is my parent? where is my caregiver and that can be um that can that can continue to happen depending on the interaction with that caregiver it, or if my caregiver went away, but then came back and it made me feel a little bit more secure. Or if my caregiver went away and I was just like, that's okay. I'm fine without my caregiver, right? And this is in a, in a mindset of that child. But it's very hard for us to have control of at that young age to know what is going to be the attachment style that we're going to have. Why am I going over this? Because it doesn't stop there. When we continue to develop and grow, we take those behaviors or interactions subconsciously into our relationship as adults. We just transfer that from our parents to our partners as adults. And that's where this type of information education can be so helpful because it helps us understand why do I feel this certain way whenever my partner is not around or whenever my partner is around and so forth. Or whenever my, I perceive that my partner does not want to um, spend quality time with me or runs away or, wh- or whatnot. So going back, returning back to the anxious attachment style, how will this look like? as a person that may fall into this category or this attachment style. If I am an anxious, uh, if I am a person that have an anxious attachment style, it will be crucial for me to feel that I am in touch, that I, that I am part of my partner's life every time. So if My partner and I go away to work and I have no idea, I have no uh, communication through the entire day, that can trigger me as an anxious attachment style to know like what's going on, where's my partner, I wanted to make sure that we are close. that there's nothing wrong. Even if there's nothing wrong to the other person, this is what the attachment style can take us or can lead us. And understanding this and making sure that we know that it's not that we're needy or that we want, like we're going to be, that we're going to come off as insecure. It is just an attachment style. So understanding this and being able to communicate our needs, it's important, for example, to say to our partners, It's important to me just to hear at least once or twice from you throughout the day just to see that, hey, we're good or I love you or we're just thinking about you. This is going to be important for that person. And if I am a person that has this particular attachment style, it's like how do we communicate that to our partners and to let them know the importance of satisfying that need? I'm going to come back to this at the end of the discussion of all three attachment styles because I wanted to just to also highlight other things for now, I'm just going to introducing it. So moving on to the second attachment style is the secure attachment style. It is, there is still this need to be intimate and close. But if let's say that using the same example, I'm a person that has secure attachment style. If I don't hear from my partner throughout the day, I may think about my partner and I want to make sure that everything is okay. But if I don't, it's not going to cause as much as anxiety. It's not going to be on my mind as much. Um, and if I am in need to be reassured in the relationship that I will communicate that openly, That is how a person with secure attachment will process that in their mind. The other attachment style is the avoidant. And this is an attachment style that whoever experiences anything that resembles intimacy may be seen as a threat, may be seen as a sign of weakness, and they can push away they can completely push away. And it may come off as a person that is secure in terms of their emotions or independence. And given the society that we live in that celebrates independence and security and being strong, it can reassure that person in that attachment style. But in reality, deep down, what it means is that anything that resembles intimacy, it's going to be perceived or feel as threat. So therefore a person with an avoidant attachment style can perceive the other person wanting to get close as a threat and they will push away. It will come off as I need time. It will come off as I just don't want to talk about this, this is way too deep. So, It is important to understand that, once again, there's no such thing as a right way of attached or not, is just to first recognize where we may follow. And the four attachment style can be a person that jumps from one extreme to the other. I can feel the need to be intimate, to, to make sure that we're connecting, that I know that you reassure me. But if I don't get that, then I'm just going to protect myself and jump to the other extreme. And I'm going to avoid, I'm going to just to push away or distant. So this can also be a possibility. So after going over the four styles of attachment, the main ones is like, where am I? Where am I? How is this impacting my relationship? And it's going to be very helpful whenever we get better at differentiating arguments or differences that may happen in a relationship that may be rooted in intimacy versus bread and butter. And I'm using this concept from the attachment style book. So what are, what are examples? If I like, for example, my home to have something particularly done in a specific way, and then my partner doesn't do that, then we can have an argument that will be considered like a bread and butter argument, perhaps. However, if every time that I have a birthday or an anniversary, my partner does not remember, or um, does not give that much importance as I would wish to, then that can look like more so an attachment um, issue. Why? Because it's rooted in intimacy. Anything underlying that you're getting too close, you are stepping into an area that uh, vulnerability that I have to be open will be rooted in that intimacy issue. So now that we have had the opportunity to go over in a very brief way our attachment styles and the differences and how can these come off or be present in a relationship what can we do what can we do communication will be the key communication will be the key because the same way that a person may have a tendency to have a particular attachment style, let's say that if I am a person that are in need of reassurance of where my partner is and I want to make sure that we're in a good place, that our relationship is solid and we have no issues. And if uh if if that is experienced way too often, then that will make me behave or be more related to that anxious attachment style, guess what? Communication will be the key to work through that. And it is very possible for a person that has an anxious attachment style to become then more secure and have a secure style. And also the same thing with the avoidance style. If every time that that my partner wants to work on that closeness and is requiring of me to just to talk to them Uh, daily, regularly, or to reassure them in the relationship. It is through communication that that person can also work towards building a more secure attachment. What will be the type of communication that is needed? We have to focus on how it makes us feel and not be afraid of asking what is it that we need in the relationship. Going back to the example of an anxious attachment style, if it's important for me just to at least to be reassured once a day, hey, I love you, it's important for me that you are in my life and I was thinking about you, if that is something that is important for that person, then it's like how do we grow confident in expressing that need? Or vice versa, if I am the person with an avoidant attachment style, it's like, how can I also grow confident in saying, I do love you, but I do need some time to, to think or to do something uh, um, by myself, to make sure that I self-soothe, that I take the time to just to take, um, uh, to be said, so just, to separate myself from that overwhelming sensation of, of what intimacy can represent for that person. And it isn't that constant communication. But however, what we do is engage in protest behaviors. What are protest behaviors? Let's say that if I'm an anxious person, anxious attached uh, person, and this person is not responding to me, guess what? I'm not going to respond. I am just going to let them know or just like to give them silent treatment. And it is that the relationships can continue to get more harmed than repaired. So this is a tricky um, way of interacting, but we have to speak about these topics. We have to become a little more aware of how do we interact and how to differentiate, whether if it's an attachment style issue or love. Because a lot of times we can, in, in, in longing for connection, We can automatically confuse, I need this person, therefore, I love this person, because I don't know what to do. But is it that rooted in wanting to be loved or wanting to be um, part of something in a relationship, for example? Or if that need of independence is like, no, I don't need this, perhaps, but once again, we're social creatures. So it's all about that balance, it's all about having this knowledge, because knowledge is power. And being able to look within, reflect, what is it that our bodies, our minds are telling us whenever we engage in interactions with partners or people that we are romantically involved? And how do we listen to that? How do we get into the habit of paying attention to all of those cues, paying attention to what's going in my mind, what's going in my emotions? What is it that I'm doing behavior-wise? Am I pushing away? Am I just like shutting down? Am I not opening up? And what is the reaction in my physical body? So it is not impossible, but it requires compromise. It requires dedication, but it's very rewarding whenever we do work with these things because our connection with others will be what's going to be our prize from any work that we do around this. So this is pretty much what I wanted to talk about in creating awareness when it comes to relationships and when it comes to attachment styles, just for us to have some information to think about and to better know ourselves. There are websites that allows people like tests or questionnaires to, to test our attachment styles. There's also this amazing book that is called Attached um, that can be extremely helpful too. And it has the opportunity for you to assess yourself and also assess your partner. And it gives so much information, so much value information about ourselves, regardless of the decision that we made at the end. But it's, it feels different having an option and knowing and understanding our behaviors and Uh, why do we react in certain ways? So if you like this, um, please send me a message or um, feel free to comment, reach out. If you have any other topics that you will be interested in listening to, feel free to reach out. And I appreciate so much you listening to this, and I can wait to our next time. Take care.